0: unbreakable dad podcast episode 10 mastering your mindset with gary rankin let's go Team. Welcome back to the Unbreakable Dad podcast episode 10 and today is a very, very exciting time because we have our very first guest coming on, which I'm uh, extremely excited about. We've literally just been talking off air now. We've been trying to arrange this for the last year or so absolutely incredible guy he is our mindset expert inside the unbreakable dad program if you follow me on social media i'm sure you might have heard me mention him a good few times the guys inside the program absolutely love when he comes in he blows us away every single time so strap yourselves in because this podcast is going to be absolutely awesome on another level gary rankin welcome to the unbreakable dad podcast how are we sir
1: I am good. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for having me and for such a gracious welcome. That's incredible. Um, How are you?
0: I'm really well, really, really well. And like I've just been saying, really fired up and pumped for this because... It's been a long time in the making, we're both very busy, we've got lots going on, we're both dads, we're both running businesses, so it's yep. um, a struggle and challenge at times, but <laughs> I wanted to make sure that um, the first guest I brought on the Unbreakable Dad podcast uh, was yourself because of the impact that you've actually had since I've changed over to the Unbreakable Dad. You, you know, worked with me a little bit before uh, I actually made the transition and uh, a lot of the lads obviously have seen you since then but you've actually helped shape and mold um, our thinking behind it, which is why I feel like it was important to get you on first. So, uh, mate, thank you so much for being here. And um, I'm excited, really, really excited. So for those that potentially don't know who you are and uh, what you do, because there's going to be obviously a good few that will listen who uh, are inside the program, but uh, there'll be quite a few that uh, maybe are not and maybe have never heard of you. Just give us a very brief overview of like who you are, who you help, and uh, what it is that Gary Rankin does.
1: Perfect, thank you. So first and foremost, my name's Gary Rankin, as you've already heard, and I am a professional life and mindset coach and a lot of the work that I do is one-to-one group programs, workshops, and I mainly help career professional coaches and business owners to be and feel their best and create their healthiest, happiest and most fulfilling lives by helping them to optimize their mindset, habits and lifestyles so that they can achieve their most meaningful goals and so you know, when someone's like, ah, you know, I'm feeling good that I've got a level of success, but I know I'm capable of more. Or if someone's like, I'm feeling a bit stuck or there's some things in my life I'm not happy about just now, I'm who they come to and go, right, Gary, here's what I am. Help me figure out where I want to get to, or I know where I want to get to, can you help me get there? And we just create a vision of where they want to go a roadmap of exactly how to get there remove any internal blocks like you know negative emotions limiting beliefs things that get in the way of them getting there and then i'm there to help hold them accountable and support them all the way to success and beyond and so that's that's what i do
0: absolutely awesome and uh you're doing an incredible job at it as well like you say you've uh you've done about is it three sessions for the guys inside the program now i think
1: yeah three, three or four there's been yeah. a, a few
0: yeah. And um, it's just like every time I mentioned that you're coming back, uh, coming back into this, it just like lifts everyone in the group. And the the level of implementation and uh, action taken off the back of each of your sessions has just been insane to see. And this it's always just referred back to like so many of the guys refer back to the session just because they're so powerful and, you you know me, and a, a lot of the uh, people listening will know that you know it's not it's not just about talking about training and nutrition, and that's what not not what the podcast is about and the programs about It's so much more than that, and that's why getting the likes of you and who. Are they absolute uh, expert when it comes to that mindset? It just kind of allows us to go a little bit deeper into these specific topics and things that are really ultimately going to help people get to where they want to be um, and remove them blocks and their limiting beliefs. Which, um, of course, we've uh, we've done a lot. But I wanted to kind of showcase this to uh, the listeners as well and just give a very brief insight into kind of the power of what I've titled today's episode: Mastering Your Mindset. And that's what I want to kind of kick off with Gary because. I think we can easily throw these things around, like these sayings around, but what does it actually mean? And that's what I wanna kind of ask you first, when it comes to mastering your mind, mastering your mindset, what does that look like for you? What does that actually uh, you know, mean to you?
1: Beautiful question. Um, and just b- before I answer that, you know, going back to what you said quickly about the guys in the group, that's just a testament to, to you and the guys in the group, because, you know, I do lots of live events and workshops and you know the more people that are in the room that there's going to be people in there who are just smiling and nodding, there's going to be people there who are going to forget this tomorrow but it's the ones who actually go away and apply it that it makes the biggest difference because regardless of whether we're talking about mindset tools, lifestyle tools um, or physical tools that you use in your hand, it's not until you apply these things that if they work, if you work them they will work guaranteed and um, so that's just a huge testament to all your guys and big shout out to them they're absolutely amazing and um, so back to your question what does mastering your mind mean to me <clears throat> it means very simply being able to have a resourceful and resilient mindset and what do I mean by that a resourceful mindset is a mindset that allows you to think the way you want to think, to create the emotional states you want to create in order to be able to take the actions necessary to get what you want, i.e. are you able to access being present in the moment, being able to access creativity, being able to be intuitive? If a problem or challenge comes up, do you curl up in a ball for three days and cry about it before you deal with it? Or do you go, damn, this has happened, right? What's the best way forward? So, Mastering your mindset is about creating a mindset that allows you to think how you want to think, feel how you want to feel, take the actions you want to take and be the person that you want to be. And then the second part of that is being resilient because you know life isn't all rainbows, unicorns and roses. Life has its challenges. Life has its really crap situations and it's just part of life. And so a resilient mindset is the mindset that you know, we're here talking about being the, the unbreakable dad, it's the unbreakable mindset or an anti-fragile mindset as it's sometimes known. And I would just throw in there that having an unbreakable mindset doesn't mean that we don't break down sometimes, that sometimes things don't get the better of us. Like, hey, sometimes we get blindsided, it's Murphy's Law. We get a right hook that we didn't see coming and it can float us, it can take us out for a couple of days, couple of weeks. So, um couple of months even depending on what it is so when i say having a resourceful and resilient mindset this isn't about toxic masculinity or a type personality of like oh yeah you know i'm a freaking gorilla and nothing stops me <laughs> bollocks like negative emotions are a perfectly healthy part of life and real men cry so it's about being able to deal with what comes up in life handle your emotions and be who you want to be um i hope that answers that Hey, bang on,
0: <laughs> absolutely bang on and it's uh it's why I think we work so well together and we we very much uh, sing off the same hymn sheet, hymn sheet with this sort of stuff because um, I think that's why you can have such an impact with, with the guys that I work with because it's exactly kind of our ethos and mentality inside the group especially since changing over to the Unbreakable Dad and kind of creating our identity behind it uh, it's something I'm constantly speaking about on here and to the guys I work with about listen it's not about being perfect I think from yep. the outside in sometimes um like an unbreakable mind or an unbreakable dad it's it, like you say it's it can be easy to be seen as you need to be an absolute machine smashing it 100% of the time and you never break really yep. the the challenges and when you 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 do get challenged or when you do break down that actually uh, helps and that actually helps build that resilience that helps you build um the journey that you run. for instance the first podcast i i did on the unbreakable dad podcast was basically my journey over the course of the last six months and how I had the probably biggest breakdown I had in order to then make the switch and change to then grow and um, move to that next level. So it's so, so important, as you've mentioned there, the resilience and, you know, understanding that it's never going to be plain sailing. There's never going to be, you know, perfect days every single week, every single month. The challenges and the, the roadblocks that are presented to us are really what define us as unbreakable dads. Because you can have the greatest training nutrition plan, you can be smashing it for days and days and days, but how you respond to challenge and you know things that are thrown at us as dads all the time—that's really going to be where success is, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I love what you say. You know, something I share with all my clients is your next breakdown is what leads to your next breakthrough. Like if you think about um, the laws of nature and the laws of energy, before there can be an explosion or a burst, there first has to be tension. And that tension is you getting stressed or getting overwhelmed or things happening that build up that tension in you, and then it releases and you have that moment of clarity, that insight, that level up, that new shift in your identity that moves you into the next stage of life. 100%
0: buddy 100% and I think a lot of this comes down to actually self-awareness of this because I think it's so easy to kind of compress these emotions when we're when we're feeling that we're not good enough when we're you know we're uh, in a negative state of mind and I think a lot of guys can bury that feeling that that they shouldn't be feeling like that they should be that leader they should always be positive when actual fact that we almost own that and that's I hold my hands up and that's why it took me so long to um, you know uh, I was mentioned quite a lot of the times on the podcast about joining Joe Parrish and, and like investing not just in my business but me as a person that was the missing link and it took me a lot of time to be able to do that and it's not until I owned what the real problem was all these external things that I was telling myself was the problem actually wasn't it was my it was me and how I was operating and I think as soon as you start to own that and almost just drop your guard a little bit and and swallow your pride, which is hard to do. You then can open up the door of you know countless opportunities, which um I've experienced firsthand and I've seen time and time again, and I'm sure you've seen time and time again. And it, it, it's a it's a difficult thing. We're not saying it's easy, but yeah. hopefully podcasts and conversations like this just make you realize that however you're feeling, whether it's negative, whether it's um you, you feel like a failure, whatever it is that's totally normal. That's totally okay. And it's like, then the steps forward, which is, um, is going to be the most important thing. So, mate, absolutely love that. And obviously, over the last, uh, over the last year, you've had to switch and change for, for your own mindset. And obviously you've been this mindset expert. This is why I wanted to kind of dig into a little bit about your journey as well, because, it's um, it's it's literally been well, just over a year since your little one uh, came into the world, wasn't it?
1: That's exactly it. It's like we're, yeah. we're a year, one month, and six days now. Not that anyone's counting. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. Was,
0: uh, it wasn't until I actually arranged, we actually locked this in. Um, it's it's been like a year since that first session because it was basically smack bang when your little one was due, wasn't it? We had to move it. Yep. So
1: it's yeah, and, uh, and so just to quickly interject there and be completely vulnerable and open and honest that one of the first sessions that i delivered for um your guys that was a really difficult time for me personally cuz the wee one was just born we knew nothing about babies like we were novices like we like we were morons you could even say uh, when it came to knowing anything about babies and we had this week where um my mom and dad were a great support system for us big shout out to mom and dad um, they were away on holiday and it was pretty much just Kirsty and I with the baby, which of course, we made this thing, we need to take care of it. But she went through a growth spurt that week um, and a sleep regression at the same time. And the only way the baby would sleep was on Kirsty's chest. No matter what we tried, she wouldn't sleep. And Kirsty lived on the couch for like a week and was up at all different kind of hours. And that week was hell. And I remember sitting, pulling together the presentation for the Unbreakable Dad with tears coming down my face. Cause I was like, how the fuck? Like, I-, I need to fucking pull myself to get, sorry. I need to pull myself together for this presentation at seven. I do not feel like being confident, energetic Gary as like, but I need to be. And that's where the resilient part of the mindset comes in Is okay. I accept, I acknowledge these negative emotions I've got going on just now. They're only temporary. I know I can deal with all of this stuff. I just need to clear my head and focus right now. And because of that stuff I've practiced, I was able to do that. Um, but it was almost like I was living in this gray cloud. And then five, 10 minutes before we went live, I set up my laptop and was like, right, cool. Whew get myself in the in the zone get the <laughs> food fighters on get it really loud i'm forgetting i've got a fiance and a baby for the next hour and 10 minutes and then that was it we went live and rocked and nobody would have ever ever have known but um it was there you know the struggle the struggle's is real and we've got to deal with those things
0: yeah uh, i appreciate the share mate and i appreciate the open, and honestly, because. Um... Obviously, I know that the, the first time we arranged it, it was literally as as she arrived. And then um we did we did shift it back a couple of weeks just began because it's you know important to be around uh and be present at that time and it's uh, you know obviously your, your first little one. So um yeah. it's an it's an amazing time and it's about experiencing that as well. Um but yeah, we I think you mentioned that on the last session you did um a couple of uh you know, a couple of weeks ago. And I wouldn't even know, I obviously knew it would be a a stressful time. And, you know, it's that transition, which um, is very challenging. Um, But yeah, you wouldn't have known at all. And I think, again, it's just like you've said there, the resilience and the systems and the kind of processes that you have to almost take control of a situation, which is almost out of your control. that's, That's really where I feel like you've mentioned as well, mastering your mind comes in. But um, but yeah, with regards to like going back a year, this is obviously where life changed for you as um, it does with every dad that's listening now, whether it's your first, whether it's, whether it's your second, whether it's your third child, whatever it is, it's a massive change. It's a massive um, transition, massive um, challenge, really. So what I wanted to kind of ask you is obviously with you being very aware of mindset and this is kind of what you do uh, on a day to day. How did you approach when it comes to becoming a dad for the first time and what almost had an impact on your mindset? How did you have to almost make that transition with regards to how you think and operate on a day to day basis?
1: Nice. Great question. Um, I'll be honest with you. First things first. uh, There were a lot of changes that happened that (laughs) were nothing to do with me. It was changes, You know, my identity shifted itself for me because I remember and this was long before Arabella was born. It was actually the night that Kirsty told me she thought she was pregnant. Um, I went to sleep that night. I had an awful night's sleep, but when I woke up in the morning, I felt like a different man. There was like a new sense of clarity, a new sense of direction, a new sense of purpose, a new sense of drive. But it wasn't like, again, that kind of A-type gorilla drive, like, Argh! I just woke up and I felt pulled forward um, into what we're doing. And so for me, um, in preparation for Arabella coming along, it was really taking a, a good look at myself and going, right, what am I not happy with about myself? And um, what stuff do I really, because I work on myself consistently, I have what I call, um, excuse my language, a shit list, which is if I have a negative reaction to something, if I have what I think is a limiting belief, anything that happens that I go, that's not a resourceful or resilient mindset, it goes in the shit list. And then when I set aside time to do my own personal development, that's what I go and work on. But that really ramped up because I was like, right, okay. I know that although I work on it, I can still get annoyed at myself. I can still judge myself. I can still get quite angry at myself and be tough on myself. And I was like, well, my wee one, regardless of whether it's a boy or a girl, um, is going to be a mirror. They're going to be a reflection of me and the way I treat myself. I'm going to treat that wee one. And so for me, I kind of went on this journey of doing as much, um, healing and self-work as possible. Um, and then of course, there's just that big shift in your mindset of this isn't just about me anymore. You know, this is, this is about a wee one. And of course it was always about Christy and our dog Dexter and our cat Lara, but when you've got a wee one, it's like, it's, it's a totally different kind of thing. So yeah, the biggest shifts in my mindset were just, Okay, if I want Arabella to be something, know something, be able to do something, or be able to feel something, it's not enough for me to tell her it, it. I actually need to be it. And so, with the world we live in today and the amount of insecurity that is with the way the world is designed, you know, we see thousands of adverts a day. Led to make us believe that we or our lives are not good enough without the product in that advert. <clears throat> I knew, you know, I used to whisper into Kirsty's belly, um, you know, you are loved, healthy, whole, worthy, and complete in all times and at all places, especially within yourself. And I still tell Arabella that daily. And I was like, but if I want her to actually believe she's loved, healthy, whole, worthy, and complete at all times in all places, especially within herself, I had to make sure that I'm feeling that. And, you know, through the work I've been doing myself for six years now, I was like 90% of the way there, but there was still that bit of self judgment, still that wee bit of of anger. So for me, it was like, okay, I need to make sure that I am all the things that I want for for Arabella. And so it really just comes back to um, being the man you want to be, being the father you want to be. Um, Yeah, so, and of course there's been shifts in my mindset along the way as well like I, I wasn't sure how i was going to be able to run the business i run with a lack of sleep because when i sit down with a client they're getting charged sometimes several hundred pounds for a session depending on the package they're on and i need to be in top tip condition for that and so i suppose the the biggest thing for me was this is an opportunity for me to really ramp up my self care, my health and well being, my mindset, my fitness, so that I can be in the best position possible. And for some parents, that might sound strange, but you have to put yourself first. Not put yourself first in a sense of, oh, I'm more important than my child, but your health and well being is of maximum importance because if we could think of a metaphor, you are the foundation you're the soil that that child is gonna grow from. So you want to make sure that you've got your stuff together and you're in a good place for that. So um, yeah, it was supposed, and then Kirsty had postnatal anxiety and depression. And again, you know, a principle I work on is, a purpose can be found in everything that happens, which means when a negative or difficult situation comes up, you can find purpose in it, you can find meaning in it, you can find opportunity, growth, possibility in it because if we don't look for that then we can just look at them as bad situations and oh poor me and things get bad but when things did get bad and Kirsty's postnatal anxiety and depression kicked in I was like cool this is an opportunity for me to take even better care of me so that I can put Kirsty on my shoulders and carry her as far as she needs to go until she's done whatever healing she needs to do so yeah, but the biggest shifts in my mindset were turned inwardly, but not from a selfish point of view, but because your whole life, your whole reality is created from the inside out. So you've got to make sure that what's in there is radiating what you want outside. Yeah,
0: right. Absolutely nailed it. And there's so <laughs> much to, there's so much I can relate in there. And obviously I um, spent the similar sort of message to, you know, working specifically with dads about, first and foremost what i can relate to is that purpose like you say when that shift and change happens even even before um jack mayardish was born which is nearly seven years ago now which is just crazy um yeah i remember that but like that feeling of like holy shit like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be responsible for this little child and um it's a very scary time i'm sure everyone can relate to it but especially when he came along I just remember feeling this like sudden surge of purpose. Motivated. I was just on a man on a mission. I probably was because I was quite young. I probably was going above and beyond. And um, I, I remember getting to a point where I was, I'd probably say looking back now on the verge of burnout, because I was like, right, I need to, uh, I need to push this business. Now I need to make sure I'm operating here. I need to make sure I am smash my train and I need to be here. And like, I just went like a bit of a madman. And I feel like I was just like the, the, the thing I felt like it was the best to do at that time. But um, of course, then as you develop and then as you look back and you um, you continue to go on this journey, you then go, well, that does need to be balanced. It can't be at a million miles an hour all the time. But then I think the most important thing you mentioned now is, you know, it's something I speak about all the time is it's okay telling your kids how to act and what to do and telling them what to do, but they don't they don't kind of necessarily always listen to that. It's what they see, it's what they absorb. And that's what, especially with my two, I've got now that uh, the age they're at now, they are full of energy, so aware, asking questions, and they want to know what's what's going on. They want to know um, what I do for work. They want to know why I'm jumping around in front of a uh, in front of my phone doing some burpees. Like they they want to be involved, and that's why I I'm not bothered about them involved because they see what I'm doing. They see me going out in the morning to the gym and coming back and then sorting them them guys out. So. It's um, it really is like you say that the leadership comes down to your actions, and that's like you can't get away from that. You can you can say the, the things that once happened happen, and uh, obviously uh, speak about the things that you you want to obviously your children to to embody, but they they will follow you at the end of the day. And that's uh, I feel like anyone anyone that lacks motivation, you don't need any more motivation than that. That do you know what I mean? If that's something that is is a big struggle, thinking of things like that. And just turn into you know the most important people in your uh, in your world, and looking at what they're seeing, it can be very hard sometimes because, like you say, that reflection. But ultimately, it's like let's spin this on its head and go. Well, how can we make it a positive thing? And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And there's there's, there's so much that uh, you, we we're all, all going to experience because, of course, as you your little one gets older and gets more active, gets more energy she's going to want to be involved with, with stuff that you're doing and then as and get older as well, the challenges of teenagers and all that sort of stuff. And it's just that constant evolution of sometimes we have to just continue to evolve as well and make sure we're a, st- a step ahead of the game, which um, for me, it's exciting, right? I don't know if you feel the same.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I just want to, you know, bring awareness to and give you credit you're doing an incredible job like you know i see your instagram i get to chat to you before we do events etc like you're an absolutely incredible father and great leader and you're setting that example and just going back to what we were talking about earlier when you said about me sharing with the guys in the last session oh by the way in our first session like i was i was crying 20 minutes before it or whatever authenticity is always more powerful than perfection especially when i'm standing here and You know you're graciously like oh you're the mindset expert you know you're the top guy for this you're the top guy for that i don't want to be on a pedestal you know because yes i realize some people might put me there but i'm human like everyone else and especially when it comes to our kids yeah we want to be the best leader we can be we're not always going to be able to and being authentic being honest about it you know even though she's she's only one there's been times i've apologized to my daughter she might not be able to comprehend what I say, but she'll feel the energy in it. You know, if I say, hey, Arabella, I'm really sorry. Dad wasn't managing her emotions very well. I got a wee bit frustrated there. Uh, I'm really sorry about that. And just being authentic about it as well, because, yeah, like you say, they're going to become like us. So we want to make sure that we're constantly working on us to to make sure we're where we want to be. Yeah.
0: I appreciate the calm words as well, Mama. It means a lot. And that's something I pride myself on. I know you're the same, is from when when you're on social media and you it's so easy for people to look in and go well they're absolutely killing it all the time they're in the gym and they're smashing it and like you know like you say putting putting us on that pedestal but I pride myself on being that kind of open transparent guy which you know as 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 that life it 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 does hit you in the face at times it does get challenging and that's (laughs) why it's so important like you say to share that because it doesn't matter who you are or what people say Every single person has bad days. Every single person has challenges where, you know, like I said to you uh, just before we went uh, live on here, my eldest is uh, is at home today off school. And it's just like, like, you know, simple things, but it's an inconvenience because you're then like having to juggle. But it's about not reacting um, almost emotionally to that. It's just about, you know, adapting, overcoming, dealing with the situation, dealing with what's in front of you. And um, I think it's so easy, like you say, perfectionism, trying to be perfect all the time is a, is a big thing I feel that holds a a lot of guys back because one or two bad days throws them off completely and it just kills any momentum. And it almost just goes into, um, you know, almost a bit of self-sabotage, like feeling sorry for yourself into like, I'm not getting to where I want to be because I've had one or two bad days. And that's where the resilient mindset comes in. And I'm sure you're going to be sharing a couple of bits in a minute when we go through some strategies to think about of how we can master our mind. But I think this is really coming back to, almost what we're uh we're talking about with regards to the whole podcast is how we can master this thing how we can master our mind um yeah. because that is going to have a huge impact on the actions habits behaviors every single day and how we approach things uh, rather than being, which I'm sure you probably, you know, you probably see all the time that kind of all or nothing, either 100% in or absolutely nothing. And um, it's about kind of breaking that and uh, looking at how we can kind of build a a bit of consistency and, uh, you know, just some stability more than anything, which is the most important thing. So before we uh, finish up, I want to kind of, I always like with these podcasts um, to put a little bit of, you know, action steps in or something practical that people can actually go away and actually try and uh, you're going to be the man for this when it comes to the master in your mind. And um, all I want from from you, mate, just really, really simple stuff, whether it's just a a mindset shift, whether it's something that people can actually go away and try, just, you know, two to three uh, action steps or strategies that people listening can go away, give a go to start actually taking control of their mind and uh,
1: ultimately mastering their mindset. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, let, me, let me try and keep it to three. Um, so when when we were talking earlier about, um, you know what does mastering your mindset mean to you? And I was saying mastering your mindset means being able to create a resourceful and resilient mindset. One of the first key parts of that is taking radical responsibility. And I'll explain to you what I mean by that in just a wee second, because something you said earlier was about um, <clears throat> looking at these external problems or looking for solutions externally and realizing sometimes actually you need to come back inside and do the work well, I would offer um, as a bit of a twist for people, there are no such things as external problems, nothing whatsoever. There may be things happen in life that are roadblocks, challenges, bumps, you know, canyons we need to get over, rivers we need to cross, mountains we need to climb that come up in life, but they're only a problem if we perceive them that way. And so there are no such things as external problems, only internal problems and how we choose to look at and think about things. So what I mean by taking radical responsibility is, first and foremost, anything that we're not happy about in our lives, like every result in our life is down to us, it's down to our thinking, down to our choices, down to our decisions, down to our actions. And accepting responsibility for that is huge. So, if we have anxiety going on, if we have self doubt going on, if we aren't making enough money, if we aren't eating healthy enough, if we're not exercising enough, whatever it is, whether it's internal or external, we need to take responsibility for that. Because when we take responsibility, we give ourselves the ability to respond. Because the whole of life, is cause and effect. So if you want bigger biceps, that's an effect. You need to be the cause of getting yourself to the gym and lifting the dumbbells. Uh, if you want to have more money in your bank account, more money in your bank account is an effect. And if you want that effect, you need to be the cause that makes it happen. But quite often, people like to point the finger of blame. It's my boss's fault that I hate my job. It's my partner's fault I've got a crap relationship. It's the market's fault I'm not making enough money. (gasps) Oh my goodness, there's an energy crisis going on right now. We need to take responsibility because while we're pointing the blame at things outside ourselves, what we're saying is me, my emotions, my current situation, I'm the effect of some ominous outside cause. Therefore, we need things outside of ourselves to change In order for our results to change which is not empowering in any way shape or form and so the first step is just taking radical responsibility and responsibility is not about blame blame is a judgment responsibility is totally different this isn't about going it's my fault i'm not making enough money it's my fault i'm not exercising enough it's about going hey i simply take responsibility for this because when we take the responsibility we have the ability to go and do something about it so Mastering your mindset is first of all about taking responsibility for everything in your mindset and all the results in your life. So, my self judgment, uh, you know, my self loathing years ago, my anxiety, my depression, my suicidal thoughts, that was created in my mind we all create everything in our mind nobody can implant anything in our mind someone can say something about us or to us but in order for that to become part of our mindset we have to decide that it's true and take it on board and so if we take responsibility for having created what we're unhappy with in ourselves and in our lives we can now go and do something about it free from blame free from judgment just taking responsibility so key one to mastering your mindset yourself and your life is radical responsibility for everything in your life. And then secondly, I would say <clears throat> it's about learning to become present. You know, mindfulness has been a very taboo word in the last few years. It's a buzzword, um, which is great. I'm glad these things are becoming mainstream, but presence in the moment is hugely powerful because we all have a mind and we all have a body, but we are not our mind and we are not our body. You know, we think anywhere between like 50 000 to 80,000 thoughts a day, up to 90% of which are repeated from the day before, up to 95% of which are negative. We are not the thoughts that we think. And the reason we know that is we can observe our thoughts. We can hear them, we can see them. And just like any external object, because we can see that object, we know we are not that object. And someone go, yeah, but my thoughts make me who I am we we'll see in those lovely moments where your mind goes completely silent for 10 seconds or a minute. Are you still there? Yes, you are. Therefore, you're not your thoughts. Um, and so, learning to be present in the moment is hugely powerful because a lot of suffering, you know, anxiety, depression, nerves, worry, stress, overwhelm, it's all made in here. They're all forms of emotions, and emotions are created by our thinking. And so, when we can be more present in the moment and accept this and uh, accept and embody this idea that we are not the thoughts that we think these thoughts don't have as much power over us because when we think we are our thinking when we're not being very present when a negative thought comes in like oh crap i'm stuffed up with a cold this is going to be such a crap podcast i feel i, I feel bad for mark that's really not a helpful thought to be thinking going into a podcast but knowing what i know i was like this is just a negative thought this is still going to be an awesome podcast whereas if i thought i was every thought that i think that negative thought comes in and bang a negative emotion comes with it a story starts to spin and before you know it, i'm spiraling but when we're present in the moment we take our power back from our thoughts because we can just watch negative thoughts float by like cars driving past us on the road or clouds floating by in the sky and not only that presence in the moment gives us self-awareness and with self-awareness we can begin to recognize the patterns in ourselves in our thinking and our behaviors in our actions and emotions because as human beings we're habitual creatures we do things in patterns um <clears throat> because our brain's primary job is to keep us alive and keep us safe and one of the ways it does that is by conserving mental energy and it conserves mental energy by creating what we know as habits and habits aren't just behaviors They're patterns of thinking and feeling. We create what are called neural networks. It's like pathways in our brain that link different areas of the brain for different um, behaviors. And so this is why sometimes it's hard to break an old habit because we literally have a hardwired physical pathway in our brain for that behavior. And the new behavior doesn't have that hardwired pathway yet. So it's still firing a signal across you know, brain matter for me to be without that physical connection, which is why it can be a wee bit more work. So anyway, presence in the moment allows us to take our power back from our mind and recognize the patterns and things in ourselves that we want to change. Not only that, we experience the special moments. You know, if I wasn't present in the moment, if I'm in my head thinking about business or money or eh, what I'm doing at the weekend or if I'm on my phone, I'm going to miss the special moments like, you know, when Arabella mimics me or when she picks something up and like does something new with it for the first time, like right here and now, now is all that ever is yesterday's history. The future is a mystery. Be here and now. Um, <clears throat> and then thirdly for mastering your mindset, I would say once you've taken radical responsibility, once you become present in the moment and created some self awareness, it's then about just doing the work like if you want bigger biceps you go and lift dumbbells if you want to uh if you want to shed fat eat less calories move a bit more and um, maybe do specific types of exercise depending on your other training goals and so if we want to master our mindset it's just about going right okay well what stuff do i need to let go of so for me for preparing for arabella coming along once to let go of self-judgment Um, what stuff do i want more of in my mindset maybe i want more self-compassion maybe i want more self-awareness and it's literally just about um doing the work to get the things that we want um and working with what's already there you know not just resisting it you know the fact that self-judgment was there i kind of had to work with it to get over it um etc so And doing the work comes in many forms. Working with a coach is a great one, but we can do it ourselves and letting go of limiting beliefs. You know, if you you go online and Google, you'll find ways to let go of limiting beliefs. If you, you know, go onto my link tree through my Instagram or whatever, there's free trainings, books, downloads, and things that, that will give you this stuff. So mastering your mindset is radical responsibility, being present in the moment to take your power back from your mind, and then, just going about changing the things about your mind and yourself that you want to change whether that's thinking patterns behaviors emotions um or actions what whatever it is
0: there you go team Might <laughs> drop moment right there white drop moment that is um absolute gold mate and uh, i knew that these would be really powerful and i hope listening to this now um you just take a minute to literally take one of them action steps in, in place because often when you're listening to a podcast you may be driving or you might be doing other things just take this moment now to just stop if you're driving obviously <laughs> maybe do it at a <laughs> different time but um uh, just take take a minute to note them things down and just think about well how can i start to apply because every single person listening to this can can do this they can they can apply these things and it just takes that last step there the effort the the actual doing the work. Um, I love what you said about taking responsibility as well, because like, that, you know, like I said, that was me. I was like, right, I've got this problem here. This is the reason. This is the reason. We're very good at pointing fingers, but ultimately it does come down to us, the inner work that we're doing on ourselves. And um, like you said, not blaming us for the uh, not being where we want to be, not giving yourself a hard time, but Like you say, taking ownership, taking responsibility. And something I say to my guys all the time is you can't control the result. You can only control the effort. If you know that you're putting the effort in, it's coming, it's on its way. And that's what people sometimes get very caught up in is I'm doing the work, but nothing's coming. It's just like control the effort, control what you're doing on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. And it's inevitable that you're going to get to where you want to be. And I think sometimes, sometimes it's about realizing that if you want to change the outcome, you've got to change the approach because- if you are continuous doing the same thing you're going to get the same result and it's common sense but when we have got all these things flying us all these responsibilities like i know how it feels and you don't necessarily think logically when it comes to yourself you just kind of get by um and then like you say being present like this is something especially again you, yeah, the yeah, your little one is and yeah my boys are at it's such an important time of their life because it shapes and moulds how they're going to be uh, when they're older, and it's special times. And I think it's very easy when we are busy, we've got lots of things going on with our career, and we are literally uh, spinning plates to not be in the room. You're there, but you're not there. And again, going back to what we mentioned earlier about um, you know our, our children and our um, you know our people around us being looking at us and looking at what we're doing, not necessarily um what we tell them. If it is that we're on a phone, if it is that we're always working, if it is that we've got lots of things going on, we're not necessarily present because I'm not perfect. I've had it where I've had things going on and it's been a stressful time and Jack's been telling me something and I haven't even really processed it. And he's actually getting to the age now where he's starting to pull me up, which is good. <laughs> so it is that it is that, that for me being present is, is a really, really important one because like we say, we want to create the memories. We, we're, we're dad for a reason. We want to be able to enjoy the process of it. And I think sometimes we can get so caught up in the chaos of life that yep. we just let everything kind of um, slip by. And you know, when we look at it, the most important things in our life is is uh, the people we spend the most time with and the people we love the most. So it's um, very easy sometimes to get carried away and look at other things and um, see that as more of importance, but it's just about bringing it back to the now, what's in front of you, what's important, what you value. And like you say, a level of self-awareness as well. So absolute yep. gold, absolute gold.
1: Just quickly, give the, yeah. I know I, I gave a lot of <laughs> high level stuff there. I just want to give people some quick steps they can take. So for radical responsibility, just, <clears throat> you know, and if you really want to master your mind, get yourself a journal, right? And if you're sitting there going, oh, no, I don't do that Dear Diary stuff. Get a grip of yourself journaling is free therapy. It's some of the most powerful self-work you can do. It's getting your thoughts out your head and onto paper. So get yourself a journal, not a pad and pen, get yourself a journal and start thinking about what results in my life am I not happy with? And that's internal and external results. Maybe I'm not as confident as I want to be. Maybe I'm a bit more anxious than I want to be. Maybe I've not got the health and fitness I want. Maybe I'm not sticking to my commitments enough. Whatever it is, just write out what results in your life you're currently not happy with and be objective refrain from judging yourself right we're here to create awareness because from awareness comes empowered action Um, just look at the results you're not happy with and then ask yourself okay what emotions are driving these results i.e for example you know the money i was making in business four years ago I wasn't taking all the action that i wanted to take i was procrastinating i wasn't honoring my own commitments and things what was driving those results was fear and find out what's driving that fear and ask yourself in what ways have i contributed to creating these results and we can go all right okay well i know i'm not honoring my commitments because um the emotion i'm feeling is resistance and the resistance is there because I'm procrastinating and I'm procrastinating because I'm making the job more difficult in my head and actually go about deconstructing how you're contributing to these results and bring it back to your responsibility so that you can then go, right, well, what can I do differently? Okay, well, I need to change strategy or approach or I need to change the way I think about taking this particular action or I need to think a new thought. So. If fear is driving this behaviour, how do I want to feel instead? Well, I want, to feel, I want to feel faithful instead or confident instead. And then ask yourself, cool, if I want to feel confident, what's the thought I need to think that'll allow me to feel confident and drive the behaviour and result that I want? So just take a look at what results you've got you're not happy with and deconstruct how you're contributing to creating those results and take the responsibility, then you'll be able to change. For being present in the moment, <clears throat> obvious one is practicing meditation um, and if you're like oh but gary meditation's is crap i've tried it i can't do it whatever again get a grip of yourself there's nothing in this world you can't do if you um apply yourself and i say that with love because i've been there myself meditation is not about silencing your mind if you think meditation is but silence your mind you'll drive yourself mad meditation is about being present in the moment and when we're present in the moment we notice how noisy our minds are hence how you know you've been present in the moment and sometimes those meditations where your mind is the noisiest those are the best because you become the observer the witness of those thoughts and when you realize i'm not those thoughts and i'm just listening to them or watching them there's a power that appears in that presence in that peace so meditation is huge another one is just been aware of what's going on around you so right now as you're listening to this podcast I want you to notice your left big toe, like just bring your attention to your left big toe. Hopefully it's still there. I don't know when you last thought about it or felt it, but if you now think about your left big toe and now think about your right shoulder, all of a sudden you've got a lot more awareness in your body in this present moment and feel your feet in the floor, feel whatever your hands are touching. Maybe they're not touching something, are they clammy, are they cold, are they warm? Like, and just bring attention to the here and now. Another great one, quickly, if your mind's all over the place and you're not being present, look around you for five things you can see, listen for four things you can hear, um, feel for three things you can feel, you know, two things you can smell, one thing you can taste. Five, four, three, two, one, through your senses, and that'll bring you right into this moment. And lastly, when you move from task to task, because we jump about tasks like, you know, squirrels looking for nuts at autumn, um take a pause between tasks. So for example, when I close my laptop and put it in its case, before I walk out the office, back into the living room, where my daughter and my fiance are, I'll take a moment and go, and just mentally close down all the tabs of business, anything that's to be remembered or addressed, quickly note it down in my journal or on a notepad, and then go, cool, I'm about to go be dad. How do I want to be? Who do I want to be? Go cool. I want to be calm, present, and playful. Cool. And just close my eyes and go calm, present, playful, calm, present. And just put myself in that headspace for 10 seconds, a minute, if really needed. And then bang, go and be that man. Um or go and be that person. And then lastly, for <clears throat> doing the doing the work, the journal is hugely powerful because anything that you want to change about your mind. You know, if you've got a journal, you can write down, today um, had a conversation with this person, they said something and when they said that, I felt a pang of anxiety or a pang of fear or a pang of anger. And just write down, you know, I was talking to Mark, Mark said this, I felt angry. Okay, why, what was it about what Mark said that made me feel angry? Oh, well, when Mark said this, I thought that. Okay, right, why? blah blah blah, and just start deconstructing your thoughts because when we get to deconstruct these thoughts we see what these patterns are based on and this is called challenging our thinking and when we begin to challenge our thinking our thinking can then change and so doing the work on your mindset is simply just about um doing your best to stop yourself doing the things you don't want to do and start doing what you do want to do and purely and simply one of the ways to bring all three of these together is anytime a negative thought comes in be like oh interesting that's just a negative thought and then just let it go and replace it with a positive one um or if a negative emotion comes up be like oh interesting i'm feeling frustrated just now cool it's just an emotion and just be like that but doing the work is just becoming aware of the patterns and things that you're not happy with and beginning to challenge them Like I said, oh no, I'm stuffed up with a cold. This is gonna be a crap interview. I wish I was better. Should I cancel and mark you know, half an hour before the interview? No, that's not a resourceful thought. This is gonna be a kick-ass interview. I've just got a bit of a cold, which I'm sure some people can relate to. Um, That was me just challenging the thinking, like how logical is that? That this is gonna be terrible because I've got the cold. It's not very logical. So what is a better thought? The better thought is, I'm still gonna say all the things I want to say. I might just sound like my nose is a bit stuffed up. And that's okay. And just replace the thought, write the narrative you want. So I'm going to stop there before I go on for like another five (laughs) minutes. But that's just some things you can do to actually apply these principles.
0: I love that love that mate and um i i, I know i know what you like when it gets to uh, these sorts of stuff especially the strategies and like actual like implemented stuff uh whenever you do the the sessions with the guys it's like well we'll, we'll we'll come in for an hour right i think the last one because it was while i was away
1: wasn't it it was about an hour and a half
0: i think wasn't it yeah.
1: well the, <laughs> so, the questions were just kept coming in and i was yeah, like I screw it let's just keep going um yeah yeah cause... it's brilliant
0: and that's what's so good about uh, about just, just even just having this conversation mate like i mean I know this is going out on the podcast, but it's literally just us bouncing back and forth with things that um, you know we love to talk about, and hopefully it's providing some value. But then I think the most important thing, as you say, if you're listening in, and that's why I said like literally just stop and write these things down. And now Gary's um, you know broke it down even more into actual steps that you can literally go and do right now. You could do that right now, but you could do it later on this evening, or you could do it tomorrow morning. Is now it's about implementation. Like I say this to the guys I work with all the time the content, the education, the information it's all there now it's about right if you are serious about taking tr- control of your mind mastering your mind it's like right you've got to do the work because you yeah. can passively listen you can passively um, consume this information but if it's not anything to follow it, it's not going it's not going to do anything at all. so um yeah. I think that that that's the most important thing off the back of this and um, yeah it's all about just that implement- implementation which mm-hmm. is the most important thing. Yeah, and one last
1: bit on that, if that's okay, just triggered another thought um, (laughs) earlier is, when you're doing the work, when you're taking responsibility, focus on what you can control. You know, Mark said this earlier, this is so powerful. So when it comes to doing the work on your mindset, you can't control what thoughts come up, right? You cannot suppress thoughts from coming up. It doesn't work. And if it does work, you're gonna like damage yourself. Um, So don't suppress thoughts. focus on what you can control. So you can't control if a negative thought comes up or not. But what you can control is what you do with that negative thought. You can control where your focus goes. And I mentioned a minute ago, negative thought comes up. Yeah, it's just a negative thought, off it goes. It's not me, it's not true. Choose a new thought and shift my focus over there. So same with life. Like last night, when we got a text that 10 to 9, when we're going into bed, going, Oh, by the way, your new couch is coming at a uh, quarter to 11 while you're in the middle of a podcast interview. I couldn't control that. I could have got raging about it. I could have got uh, stressed about it. But no, it was a case of cool. I need to get out of my bed earlier this morning so that I can shift the couches out the living room before uh, my half past eight in the morning client. So I couldn't control when the couches were coming. But what I could control is what I thought. And um, instead of going, Er, this is bad. Er, they said I was the last delivery of the day. Er, these guys are bad. I went, cool, right. What's the best way to do with this? Get up early, move the couches. So you can't control what happens and what comes up in life, but you can control where you focus your mind afterwards, which is on the positive thoughts, which is on the results you want, the actions you can take, because you always have a move to make, even if it's just in changing your thinking about how you're currently perceiving things
0: absolutely bang on and again it comes back to being present in the moment right it's just that self-awareness uh, which is um so so important so uh Listen, I want to wrap this up uh, because there's been so much in here, but there's uh, a question I want to ask. And this is something I'm going to be asking all the guests that come on. So you're going to be the first to uh, to get this come your way. And I'm interested to hear your uh, response to this because, like I said, we um, yeah, when it comes to the Unbreakable Dad identity, Gary actually did a, a complete breakdown of this inside the program to help the guys actually create their own Unbreakable Dad identity. It was such an incredible session. Uh, We did some visualization work as well, and it's still going down an absolute treat now for anyone new that's coming into the program. Just because when it comes to being an Unbreakable Dad, it can mean so many different things to different people. Like, it's going to um, look differently for me, it's going to look differently for you. But that's why I want to ask you, because um, I feel it's important just to get different perspectives on it. And it also helps me as well. So from your side of things, what does an unbreakable dad mean to you gary
1: absolutely love it what a great question um well first things first everyone's going to have their own definition of an unbreakable dad hence why we did that powerful session on creating your identity as an unbreakable dad for me being an unbreakable dad is about <clears throat> me being able to be the man that i want to be the father the fiance that i want to be for my family and being able to create the life and results that i want for myself and my family like if i could summarize it simply that's it um is my ability to be the man i want to be and create the life and results i want for my family regardless of what comes up and in the way in life tendonitis that stops me lifting weights for 3 weeks uh you know a cold that could get in the way of business or work like postnatal anxiety and depression. I just want to be able to handle everything life throws at me so that when I get to my deathbed, I'm like, yeah, kicked ass. I got what I wanted. You know, I'm going to die empty, die empty of everything I wanted to achieve, but die full of love and fulfillment for everything that I've done. Because in my mind, my most important job as a father is to make sure that my daughter is able to foster, nurture and look after her own health, that she's able to create her own happiness, that she's able to realize her own goals and make them reality. And lastly, that she's able to deal with difficulty and adversity. If I can make sure that my daughter knows how to be healthy, how to make herself happy, how to achieve her goals and how to deal with difficult situations. That's it. I've succeeded as a father because when it gets to when she gets to a certain age, her life is her own, and I don't have control over that. I don't even have control over her now. You know, she should be crawling about like mad. She should be picking up things. She's not meant to pick up. She should be biting stuff. She should be chasing the cat. Like, but what I mean by that is, I have a great amount of influence and impact on that little one just now but when she hits those teenage years she's going to want to rebel against me so I've got to do my best job just now to make sure she has the tools she needs to create a life in which she is healthy happy and fulfilled if I can do that regardless of whether she's a bin woman or a billionaire I don't care if she's healthy happy and fulfilled I have fulfilled my duties as an unbreakable dad and the unbreakable dad means that I'm on top of my shit, my mindset, my emotions, my habits, my behavior, so that I'm in the best possible position to be the best leader and example for her that is. <clears throat> Not that I need to be perfect, because perfection doesn't exist and authenticity is more powerful than perfection, but it means that I also have to realize my goals and dreams, because I can't just put her first and make my life all about her, because that's teaching her that she has to do that for other people. So I've got to also do what I want to do, like growing a business. Um, it be so much easier for me to go and get a sales job and use the silver tongue to go and make lots of money. Of course it would. But when she, Arabella gets to 16, 17, 18 or whatever, and starts asking bigger questions about life, when I turn around and go, baby girl, you can be anyone and do anything you want in life. When the wee smart arse turns around and goes is that what you did dad i want to be able to go hell yes and i'll be able to show you how and that's why for me building a successful and thriving coaching practice is uh, our coaching business is hugely important because this gives me meaning purpose fulfillment passion energy drive and that's the example i want to set for the little one
0: boom powerful stuff right there <laughs> Powerful stuff. Uh, be interested to see how, how, um, how many different answers we get as we get more guests on. And uh, you're the uh, main mum behind all that because, like I say, you've been a big part of, uh, of of what we're doing and what we're building inside the Breakable Dad program. And uh, I just want to take this opportunity to shoot, say a huge thank you on behalf of all the lads because, like you say, now you're going to be coming in every sort of 90 days or so to, again, just re-inject um, the kind of awareness behind mindset and um, diving into kind of what we need at that point. and um you've been a big part played a huge part in this and even just my own journey as well so absolutely incredible stuff mate i uh, appreciate everything you've gone through today and i appreciate you my man
1: well thank you thank you thank you ever so much first of all for having me on today secondly for your hugely kind words and yeah thirdly for this great friendship and relationship we've created and allowing me to work with your guys because it's it's work I'm hugely passionate about, not just mindset, but health and wellbeing because that was the trigger for me overcoming anxiety and depression. Um, and you've got an amazing group of guys and not only that, you know, you choosing to work with me puts a roof over my head and supports my family. So thank you hugely for that from the bottom of my heart. So yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. and I'm buzzing to keep going. Awesome, man.
0: Awesome. Just before we wrap up, mate, how, uh, how can people find out more about Gary Rankin, what he does, his daily dose of positivity, if that's still going, where can we find out more about it?
1: best place to find out about me just now is to go to instagram at gary rankin underscore i may be changing that very soon but if i do the new profile will be linked to the old profile so on instagram at gary rankin underscore uh, and my website is just gary rankin coaching.com there's a load of free resources and stuff in my instagram Profile on the link that you can click, and there's even more exciting stuff coming because I'm in the middle of developing uh, a brand new program, which I'm hugely excited about. I would call it my life's work. Uh, it's going to be the best thing I've created, so I'm very excited about it. So yeah, get me on Instagram, get me on my website, and if there's anything we've spoken about today that you would like to ask, know more about, have me expand upon, please feel free to reach out to me anytime. I am an open book and. Um, you know I remember early in my journey how meaningful how validating how just nice it can be when you reach out to someone you know in a perceived position of more knowledge or whatever it is and they get back to you how amazing that can feel so please if it's in you want to know reach out to me anytime I'm, I'm here for you.
0: Awesome stuff, man. Awesome stuff. What well, a way to finish. And, uh, mate, thank you so much again. I'd highly, highly recommend going out and checking some of the stuff, especially the stuff on uh, Instagram, even if it's just these six, it's a little 60-second reels. or the uh, Is the Daily Dose of Positivity still going? I know you've still got the podcast, haven't you?
1: Daily Dose of Positivity is... On pause just now, there will be a sneak review. There will be a weekly podcast coming instead of the, the Daily Dose. The Daily Dose is great, but I want something like this that's much more impactful. So in the not too distant future, there's gonna be a podcast coming out called The Drive to Thrive Show, and it's all about creating your healthiest, happiest, most fulfilling life ever through your mindset, habits, and lifestyle. So.
0: Awesome, man. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to uh, what's to come your way as well. It sounds like we've got some exciting things coming. So uh, yeah, onwards and upwards we go from here. But team, thank you so much for your time. I know it's been a slightly lengthier one, but um, it's hopefully been filled with plenty of value, plenty of takeaways. And uh, I would absolutely love if, uh, first and foremost, like you said, you could reach out and just let us know what your biggest takeaway was, whether that is with myself or Gary or both of us. Um, And if you could share this as well with uh, another dad or someone that you feel like may um, need to hear this or be uh it'll be helpful to them uh i would really really appreciate it but gary thank you again absolute legends and uh probably not the last time you're going to be on the podcast i'm sure you'll be on at some point later on and obviously you're going to be in the uh uh, in the program again very soon as well but uh thank you for listening and uh, i will speak to you in the next episode
1: take care everyone thank you